welcome to the Farmers Planning Podcast with me, your host, Guy French from Foxes Rural, where we talk about all things planning related on farms. Hello and welcome to episode two of the Farmers Planning Podcast. In this episode, I'm joined by Michael Sharp of Broomhills Farm in Pebmarsh and we have recorded it over Zoom and this is the first guest that I've had on the podcast. So being a complete novice at this, my main concern was that the Zoom recording wasn't actually going to finish, but luckily it did and here's the episode. Yes, hello there. My name is Michael Sharp. We farm over in uh, Peb Marsh, which is near Houston in Essex. Uh, the actual home farm unit is actually three and a half hectares, and we rent a further 130 hectares of grassland. Uh, currently on site, we have um, beef cattle, which is suckler herd, rising of um, 70 suckler cows plus followers. Um, we, uh, the majority of the buildings are housing and cattle as well as straw storage and grain storage and oh brilliant yeah. yeah that's a great intro thank you um so so what's your role on the farm what do you say that your main sort of attributes are that you get involved in day to day yes mainly uh husbandry of cattle and checking that everything's growing as it should be uh we've got some good help on the farm as well which helps um especially with livestock it can't be just one person you need as much help as possible really so um, yeah, but just gen- general management and um obviously overseeing things as well as doing a fair bit ourselves as well so fantastic that's brilliant so for our listeners um they will want to know sort of what type of diversification ventures you might have on the farm but mainly in respect of planning is what we're looking at with the podcast um, so what, what planning authority do you sit under? We're Braintree District Council. Yeah, so Braintree and North Essex. And um, what type of planning applications have you um, had on the farm over the past few years? Uh, well, in, in the last 10 years, we've put up uh, 15,500 square foot of agricultural buildings. Um, we started off originally with a grain store with a lean-to off the side of it, which was used to house cattle uh, and then gradually we've extended um, lean-to off of that and made more space and then we've built another shed and we've currently achieved planning permission last year for another cattle shed as well so just to keep growing it and uh, never really have enough space under cover absolutely the um and and with those planning projects what what type of planning was it was some of it permitted development was some of it full planning um, what, what type of planning did yes, you have to do? Originally, um, the fir- first few buildings were uh, permitted development, uh, but then because uh, we were housing livestock, um, we had to go through the full planning route. And how did you find the full planning route compared to the permitted development route? Was the permitted development more straightforward and the full planning more complex with surveys, or, or were they quite similar? Yes, I, I found them quite similar. Uh, originally, when we put the first um, permitted development application in, the shed company that we went through had done it themselves, but they'd missed out a lot of detail, so we had to withdraw the application and then pop it back in when it was done properly, and that, that seemed to go through okay. But the, the full planning application, it wasn't too much work, I didn't think, really. It was just making sure everything was right and all covered, but the, the whole process didn't really differ. It just took a little bit longer. 
Yeah, absolutely. Because we tend to find that with full planning, it just depends on what authority you're in and the location of the site, just because sometimes you can have um, a need for external consultants. And we found uh, more recently things like Essex County Council drainage. Um, they'll quite often pick up on a SUDS consultation where there's a lot of hard standing or a larger building. Um, or more sensitive sites might have ecological issues or heritage issues if we're close to listed buildings and stuff. Um, so your most recent project, you mentioned just about the cattle shed. What what sort of design was that? Um, well, we went for a 100-foot uh, length and shed um, by 50-foot wide um, with a 15-foot cantilever off the side. Generally, I find um, a lot of cantilevers, unless they're once you get the height of the shed, you need that extra length, or otherwise the building just the rain just drives straight in um, and makes the feed wet and the feed passage. So um, we just went for a bit longer, and it works quite well because you can fit the tractor in the mixer wagon underneath it. And so do you find a fifty a fifty foot span's quite good, or would you sort of think that something wider or longer? Sort of how does the configuration work for yourselves? Yeah, so for, for cattle housing, you wouldn't really want to go any wider, I don't think, than the, the 50 foot. But, um, just for the, when you have a feed barrier system, if you go any wider, um, there's not enough feed barrier space at the front um, with length, because we tend to separate them up into two bays, so 40 foot by 50 foot sections for cattle. And that seems to be sufficient for the feed barrier area out the front. And what about the height of the buildings? Do you find that the height's important, or do you find it a problem with planning? um what about yeah so all our buildings we've gone 20 foot to the eaves which seems to work well for us and um, sometimes we use them for storing straw in as well so it seems to be a nice workable height but not too high so they're sort of too intrusive mm -hmm. and you mentioned um the mixture just between full planning and permitted development and that there wasn't too much difference in it um You've done a class uh, Q agricultural to residential application on the farm. How, how did you find that one? Because um, that's obviously a permitted development application, but it's for a residential dwelling. Did that involve quite a bit more work or did you find that potentially easier than some of the full planning? Yes, yeah, so I think that it was, I think it was very similar. The same with all the processes. If you, if it's right to start off with, you don't seem to get, like, problems can arise from it but it's getting that application right before it goes in and then oh. not not giving them an excuse really to come back on anything yeah i tend to find that if 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 everything's sort of done sort of comprehensively from the start that it actually helps the site later on because the planners tend to get an understanding for it what we're finding with some councils at the moment is there's quite a shortage of planning officers so there's quite a few agency planning officers um, who might be short term sometimes that's an advantage because when they're not local to the area they might not be prejudiced by anything um, but equally um, trying to sometimes get applications through on long-standing sites um, with planning can be complex when they don't always understand the background so so sometimes with planning it is just down to the nature of the planning officer and how they interpret that planning application um, so what other um, things would you advise other farmers that might be listening when they're preparing an application that they might just want to consider? So you said about it being comprehensive and sort of right from the outset, but was there anything else that you've done, such as sort of getting some detailed plans done or some additional surveys or something maybe from the outset? 
Yes, I think it's just sort of creating the vision for them of what you want to do. And I think it's also looking into the future to what you want to be doing to make sure that's not causing a problem with um, applications that you're going to put in at a later date. Uh, so it's just, just planning ahead and making sure that what you're doing is what you need to be doing now and also doesn't affect things that you want to be doing later on. Yeah, so having a well-prepared planning strategy for the farm you'd see as being quite critical. Um, yes, definitely. And just knowing where you're going. And is there anything else on the farm um, in the forthcoming the years or months that you might think you might want to do expanding more buildings or anything like that from a yeah, well, a new building that will be going up this spring brilliant and got to put a whole new yard area in with it and then there'll be a muck clamp and various other bits all around the area to make this new building work uh, we've also got a cattle handling system that will be going in this spring so that will uh, make it a lot more efficient and easier to use and with the layout when you've been setting these buildings out how easy have you found it to sort of think ahead or is it a case of uh, once you've done something you think oh god I won't do that on the next one or I wish I didn't do it that way around yeah I think I took a lot of advice off people really and it was originally we we're going to put them quite close up to the, uh, a hedge but uh, we we're sort of advised to move it out a lot further which at the time seemed a bit silly but now it's as it is it, it works a lot better so it's a uh, not really. We're trying to have as much space as possible, um, especially with what we're doing for livestock. We've got lots of bales to store and you need room to move around with trailers. Uh, so it's taking into account the activities you're going to be doing to fulfil what your yard needs it to do. And when you've been laying out the yard, have you found that concrete is a must or is concreting certain areas like aprons out the front of buildings is sort of a minimum? What, what are your thoughts on the concrete? Yeah, so generally what we've done is with, with each building we've put them up and then we've concreted at a later date when we can afford to and gradually added to it. Um, the, the main yard area is now concreted and we've got some more concrete going in again this year, but it's just doing a, a block every now and then and just keep adding to it really. Uh, generally the a hardcore surface is, is okay if you're running straight over it, but anywhere where you're turning lots, so just choose it up. And especially with the livestock, it soon puddles up and gets muck on it and it soon gets quite a mess. So it's mainly where we're turning is where we need to, there's a must really for concrete. Well, that's fantastic. Well, that's definitely given us all some food for thought. So thank you for that. I think we'll leave it there as it's only episode two. And this is uh, one of, well, you are my first guest on the podcast. So (laughs) thank you very much for that. And um, yeah, and hopefully the listeners have taken something away from that. So that's fantastic. Thank you very much. So thank you very much to Michael Sharp of Broomhills Farm in Pebmarsh for being my first guest on the podcast. There were some really interesting um, insights from Michael there and as to how he's developed his farm buildings on the farm um, over the past 10 years. And yeah, we're very grateful to Michael for coming onto the podcast. So thank you very much for that. And keep your eyes open for episode three, which will be released in due course and recording is due to take place quite shortly. Thanks, everyone.